My guest today is a woman who's a trailblazer, who walks the talk when it comes to elevating the African child, amongst other things. Claudia Bruscote is our friend right here at the Blue Citron Podcast. Claudia recently launched a book titled My Hair, My Choice, a book written to encourage young black girls to know how beautiful their hair is. She's also the co-founder of the Iconic Women's Circle. And last but not the least, she's a key account manager at Red Hat, a software company based out of Switzerland. My name is Bimbola. Myself, I'm an energy analyst, a sales manager and a data scientist. And I love spending time with friends and family when I'm not podcasting. Today, we will be talking about an extremely important topic confidence. Before I continue, I'd like to acknowledge the support of KB Kolawali, author of a relationship book titled Did Norwegian Men Think Again? This is available right on Amazon. I would also like to acknowledge the support of Paysop Invest, a global financial advisory and wealth management firm based in Germany, France and Nigeria. If you're looking to create generational wealth and understand how to manage your finances, do contact the Paysop Invest team on paysopinvest.com and on their Instagram page, Paysop Invest. They offer services to individuals and corporate bodies alike. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome you listeners to Empowered by Blue Citron, a podcast where we discuss lifestyle, culture, and more. So let's begin. Hello, Claudia. Hey, Bim. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Did I do a good job of introducing you the right way? You seem to wear so many hats. <laughs> Absolutely right. I mean, the thing is, when you were just reading it out, I got to the realization, yes, I do wear many hats. <laughs> <laughs> but just like you, I mean, you are a powerhouse woman, an energy woman, literally. Hey. I really don't know about that. Thank you if you say so. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And that comes to this topic we want to discuss today, Claudia. Yes. Confidence. Confidence, yes. confidence, confidence. It is ah, it's a huge thing. Confidence is everything. Absolutely. If you don't have confidence, you don't move ahead. You That's don't it. get ahead you don't even know where to start from that's it you know what let me leave this to you your thoughts on confidence go so thanks the thing is i believe just as you that confidence is the currency by which we live today if mm -hmm. you don't build and it's a currency that inflates and deflates over time so if you don't it's just like within the economy if you don't really nurture that currency it will mm -hmm. fall down flat and it will hurt you it will hurt your economy it will hurt anything that comes after that it will make you suffer and one mm. thing we have seen especially within the iconic woman's circle and also and um, touching about the book um later on down the line is that 
women, especially women of color, have been hurt in many, many ways. Um, mm. And in that factor, the confidence factor breaks them so much down and it translates or has an impact on jobs and how they access jobs, promotions and how they get to promotions. And I'm not just talking about the outside circumstances preventing uh, women or black women being uh, kind of discriminated against, right, or uh, disadvantaged against when it comes to access to the job, but also there's uh, the other side. Within Iconic Women's Circle, that is where what we tackle, really helping you build that confidence through um, thought processes, helping you break down beliefs within you and reconstruct and recomposing those beliefs about you so that you just step out of yourself yeah. and own yourself and own everything that you've been through so far to create that confidence on mm. the children's side so that's why i wrote the book my hair my choice my hair my choice was really destined or the reason why i wrote my hair my choice was really to give my daughter an empowering narrative around who she is and how she portrays herself in the world and that she steps out in confidence the reason being i mean she's in a school an all white school where she's due she is the almost the only black girl huh. i know how that feels <laughs> exactly don't, yeah. exactly don't we all know right how, how that feels. yeah within her classroom one thing also we we moved so we moved cities and then we moved so basically she moved school she switched to yeah. school was in a new environment and that in itself is difficult but oh, then oh. when you're in an environment where really you don't know anyone and you don't feel at your place uh -huh. That is even a, a, a bigger, a bigger uh, challenge to deal with, and that is what is. she was dealing with, in terms of people don't like my hair. Uh, they the, in school, one of the girls said, "Your hair looks different. It looks funny. Why do you have such hair?" And um, basically, you know, I do not want to be associated with somebody that looks like you. So she mm. came to me, and it was a huge debate within the classroom. The first off, and then she came to me and, and told me about that. And I mean, as a mother. I went berserks. I went into exactly. the school. I said, I'll expose you. You go into the newspapers. You don't even know. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really But then I thought, okay, hey, I have two choices here. I can go in and rage, which I really did because seriously, in, in cases like this, the emotions will go high. But yes. on another note, I was like, if I don't put my daughter in a space where she understands who she is and I give her the confidence back and I give her her voice back, Mm -hmm. she will have to deal with it all her life and I'm not saying she will not deal with it because I'm 34 years old, I'm still dealing with it but I deal right. with it in a completely different way because I have been empowered to understand my voice and have found mm -hmm. that confidence back mm -hmm. so that is where I said I'm going to start with her that young because it's already that young that women especially women we are confronted with issues of confidence and those issues translate into self-image you know doubts around the self-image about your thoughts about what you're worth your self-worth and whether or not what you say is important to the world or not that's why i wrote my hair my choice right in a way that she can understand but also knowing that there are so many other Kimberleys out there in the world, so many other <laughs> black girls in the world that need to see themselves portrayed mm. in a positive way, that need yeah. to understand that they matter, their voices matter, what they want to know and what they want to aspire matters. And that mm. people take their time to portray them also in our society, right? So that she mm. opens up a book and sees herself and sees her brother and sees, the, oh, I, I, I actually... 
matter. I had a workshop with kids age nine to twelve,、uh-huh. and when I showed them the book, basically both. I had I had a workshop with with, with an all white school, and I had the same workshop in a、uh, all black. Uh, community and the kind of the voices that came were very different, but also some were surprisingly the same. As in, the key trend was we do understand with this book, but that being different is cool and important. Be it the、yeah. all white or, or or black, because at the end of the、uh-huh. day, confidence is a is, is a concept in the spectrum that. Even though we don't look the same, we might still suffer from pain. Your pain might be different from mine around confidence and and other、uh, aspects, but we still suffer some pain. So that is a pain that needs to be acknowledged. So for me, it was really really important to understand that also getting this this learning that being different is cool. Number one, that, that, I mean, that really quoting the kids, and but also on in the all black community, the common voices that came out is that. Especially one of the twelve-year-old told me she had never seen herself in a book, and she、wow. said herself she's never seen somebody that looks like her in a book. And then adding to that in a positive way, so I asked them just by raised of hands, who doesn't like their hair? And all of their all of their hands went up.、I、asked、oh, them、wow. who has ever been you know kind of depicted on. On the hair, or or being、uh, belittled, every hand rose up, and then I asked them, "How does it make you feel?" Uh, uh, or like when you see black characters, a representation、uh-huh. of black and brown in a book, how is it depicted? And they said, "It. I don't like it." One girl says, "One of the girls told me she doesn't like it." Ask her why. She said, "Because any time she sees somebody that looks like her in a book, the narrative is very negative." It is、oh. violent. It is hatred. It is something that she doesn't want to be associated with. So it has、mm. taken away her confidence to even voice herself within the classroom, because、wow. within the classroom, the、um, characteristics or the history in the history books is being blacks as slaves as property portrayed.、Mm-hmm. That's the history they start with in school, but never.、Mm-hmm. And when we talk about scientists, when we talk about TV presenters, when we talk about basically anything of value. You see a completely different race, and it has taken. And this、away. is this is so important, you know. <clears throat> excuse me, representation、yeah. is really really important, and it's it's in all this, you know, uh, uh, right from the get go. What I mean by that is, you know, from the books because children are. Did children assimilate easily to start、yeah. with? You know, when they see little things here and there, they start to pick on it. Like, oh, okay, oh. So this is what black people are about. Oh, so if it's someone great, then the person has to be, you know, white. And I'm not、yeah. going to try to get into religion, but you know, white、mm-hmm. Jesus seems to be the the Jesus. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so so I I I, I hear you, and you're one thousand percent on the ball on this 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 conversation because. Just like you said,、um, you you had this experience of what your daughter had gone through, going to.、Yeah. You know, in school, and you know,、uh, one of the kids is like, "Oh, why do you look like? You know, why is your hair like this?" Blah blah、mm-hmm. blah. And with with the with your outreach, what you're doing, you know, going to an all white school and also going to an all black community, and you know, having a conversation with them, it just is mind blowing. Given that、yeah. all of them actually raised their hands up, 
Yeah. I'm talking about the from the black side now. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. mind blowing, and it's um, this is a challenge. This this is in Switzerland, right? This is in Switzerland. This is in Switzerland, but it is okay. a challenge that uh, I mean, I've done the same thing. Also, my my nieces and nephews they came from from France, mm-hmm. and uh, we had conversations with them and also with their friends. And mm-hmm. it was the same picture. So you have the same thing going on in France. I, I was born and raised in, in Germany. It's, it's the same picture, right? So, so this is, is a problem in Europe, basically. This is a, or Europe should we is, say West? I would say this is a Western problem. How? Because mm. we went to Ghana last year with my daughter. Okay. And when she got back, she said she didn't want to come back. And I asked her why. She said, because oh. here, everybody likes me. Oh, right? bless Nobody, she, You saw that she really, she found her own. Yeah. And even though, I mean, she, she was born here, right? Just like mm-hmm. I was born here, but she didn't feel that that was the first time I got to understand that at that young age, she doesn't feel at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And for yeah. me, understanding that she's eight and understanding mm. that for me was difficult. But also, again, it helped me also step up my game to understand, OK, she feels like that. There mm-hmm. are millions of girls out there that feel like that, that, that Absolutely. are still like that. So my job, my responsibility, not just as a mother, but also mm-hmm. as a thought leader and somebody that really understands how representation matters is to make sure that that voice becomes little to nothing. That voice in her head that she doesn't feel at her place it will be eradicated, right? Mm-hmm. And I cannot change the whole world, but I can definitely change. But you can change it one at a time. Exactly. Yes, I can yes. change her world, and I can make her understand that she matters by little things, right? Affirmations. When she goes to school every morning, I tell her, "Listen, you know, you're going out. You're bold. Mm-hmm. You're beautiful, and you're you're smart." That's what I always tell her. So, she, and she that is that. how confidence begins. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. Wow. So that's how confidence a, begins. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so she has, a, I can say she has a, a smart mouth, right? At times you just go, no, I'm not understanding that. But it's because of how I am raising her that don't take no for an answer. If, if somebody tells you no, you better want to understand why. They always has to, and children in generally will always ask you for why. But yeah. you can kill that why very, very quickly, especially with girls, right? You can kill that why because we raise, in our society, we raise boys to be brave and girls to just behave. And I'm going like, no, I'm not doing that. I have a boy and a girl. I'm raising mm-hmm. both to be brave. I'm raising mm-hmm. both to be fearless, both to be beautiful and to be bold. And this yeah. is the narrative that I want to give out to every child and also to every woman because I just know from experience how it has helped me in mm-hmm. stepping up out into the world, stepping out into the job market, and especially with the job market. I- Iconic Woman Business, Iconic Woman uh, Circle, for example, was mm-hmm. built out of the necessity for us black and brown women and all allies to have a conversation around how we step up, how we show up, in the job and for us it was clear we were tired of having a conversation of we are not getting enough and we are tied in our jobs we wanted to change it so very quickly we understood okay it's not just about having the conversation and doing nothing about it and just rant but it is what are we going to do about it how are we going to build ourselves up and how are we then going to step up into the world and demand what is ours and go into job interviews and go just even apply just simply applying for jobs 
that are in their top rank t-level executive jobs and saying this is mine i'm gonna go do the research i'm gonna work on myself and if it doesn't work well but i tried and i'm i'm still going for it right and not letting the mind in my head saying because of the color of my skin or because of the gender that i am i'm not even going to try i'm not even mm. going there because my confidence has been shattered so much and been brought down so low that i just take whatever is going to be given to me that narrative we want to eradicate it our mission is to help every woman and i really talk about every woman to become a badass in their career to really <laughs> get the nice. promotion they deserve mm-hmm. and get the salary they deserve that's yeah, our mission. yeah yeah that's uh that's 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 I, I don't want to say that's amazing that's great but yeah that is something for sure and i hear you thank you for you know or, or, or you know sharing your experience and you say you were born in germany and um i do have experience uh with germany because my my sister lives there uh, with her family um well so <laughs> I always make fun of her. I always say from 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 Mayfair to Mannheim because she was working in Mayfair in London and you know getting married she finds herself in Mannheim. Um okay. not one not one of my most favorite cities in the world but you know yeah. <laughs> such is life. Uh exactly. it's I mean like every other German city it's very um uh, advanced and all of that you know mm-hmm. it's uh, the state is good and all of that. But my niece just like your daughter you know you've written a book about you know my hair my choice based on this experience that your daughter had yeah yes and the same thing happened to my sister she moved to germany and she started to buy books before her daughter was born mm-hmm. and she really could not be I put this back to you because again this goes back to the confidence yeah she really looked for she didn't find and she decided you know what i'm just going to write one <laughs> and then she started to put one together and then my niece was born so by the time my niece was 4 months old yeah. my niece is 4 years now she just turned 4 years wow. <laughs> so she she turned 4 years yeah last month yeah she turned 4 mm-hmm. last month um by the time she was 4 months old um yeah the the books were ready which mm-hmm. was titled the magical baby the wow. intent is to say you are magical yeah you know uh- Yeah. This is what I do. This is what I do. I play with my dad, play with my mom, mm-hmm. and my friends are beautiful like the color of a rainbow, you know, showing all the different races of kids. That's Because it. It, it's quite interesting that and if you remember, if you recall, I mentioned earlier I said this is a west is this a, a euro problem or this is a west problem and you did mention to say this is a west problem. Mm-hmm. Because when we look at it, you know, I do not understand why there's such is it is it a fear of seeing black women or black and brown women get to the sea level as as you say you know sea level position yeah. you know because this women have been trampled women right from when they're girls have been told oh you're not good enough oh your yeah. hair is like this oh your 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 skin color is different yeah. obviously your skin color is different and that's yeah. what makes it beautiful beautiful yeah. like a rainbow yeah. everyone is different That's and it. it's that diversity that then makes you know things you know really really work. My mm-hmm. company, the company I work for, 
the co-founder of the company did one thing and what he did was right from the get-go after forming the company he decided his own department was going to be filled up with people from everywhere in the world and that's the analyst department Mm -hmm. so there's everyone from everywhere Mm -hmm. and that has been very pivotal to the success of the company today yeah when i joined my company we were barely 60. today we have 400 400 people wow yeah so we've gone from i would say two offices yes one in oslo and the other one in uh it wasn't even an office it was just in oslo and then we had uh, representatives in london and in houston Mm-hmm. And then eventually we had offices there. Now we have 20 offices globally. Wow. And it all started from hiring people from all over the world, including myself, because mm-hmm. I was living in London and then I had to move to Oslo. Uh, um, you know, and obviously I'm a, a Nigerian lady, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everyone from everywhere. And it's that representation. But the good thing again about this particular company is everyone is the same. You're not less than the other person, yeah. basically. But of course, as time went by, I started realizing, hang on a second, I am the only black person now, especially when the company <laughs> continued to grow. <laughs> it just kept getting white and white. And I get mm-hmm. it. It's a Norwegian company. But guess mm-hmm. what? We're in other cities as well, other countries. And mm-hmm. clearly, there are black people and energy people or people that have studied, you know, energy, oil, gas, renewables, That's you know, it. whatever. They, they, I mean, in Houston, for example, it's awash with a lot of Nigerians. Mm. Not even, you know, because mm. I know there are a mm. lot of oil service companies there. But anyway, that's that's not the conversation. So, 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 my what has happened is with the books that you have written, that my sister has written. I also observed my sister always tells her daughter, you know. Um, not always tells her, but I see myself, you know, mm-hmm. how my, my my niece is growing and now she's going to be very confident. Yeah. When we take a walk, you know, and she sees a brown woman or she sees a woman in brace, she goes, oh, auntie, that lady, well, she doesn't say it, you know, like I am yeah. saying it, but, you know, basically, she, you know, with her little three-year-old voice yeah. because she just turned four, <laughs> like, oh, I love her hair. It's yes. just like your hair. Exactly. And I go, yes. And she goes, oh, I love that lady. She looks just like me, you know, because why? Her mother already told her, oh, look at you. This is what you look like. And you're beautiful like the sunshine. You're the sunshine. You're stunning. And that's exactly also what I tell her. You're intelligent. You're brilliant. And she doesn't just listen to this thing. She actually demonstrates intelligence. And And that is, again, and believes it. And that goes back to the confidence. And you... Again, at one thousand percent correct. It starts from cradle. It starts building from that confidence. It especially for the, women, for especially, the girl child, because we're building the boy to be brave. Yeah. But even the boys need to continue to 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 be uh, educated and to they need to be raised the same way as you say you're That's raising it. your kids the same way you know raising them to be beautiful raising them to be brave raising them to be confident you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so important it's really important especially the f- because I I observe the same thing with my daughter that whenever she sees black or brown women or just any woman in general that ha- that is different different from from what the the, the majority of the society that she's currently living in right mm-hmm. she, oh mom she looks very beautiful oh all of the they are so nice and she doesn't have like she really says it. but the like 
it is very important. The reason why I'd been in court when I was her age, I didn't find that beautiful. Right. And I can tell you that the community that I grew up in in the 80s and the 90s we didn't find ourselves our hair where we came from our language beautiful because so, there was no representation on the news no on tv anywhere and whenever right. we were depicted we were depicted as the ugly one black wow. is not beautiful our hair is not beautiful how we talk is not be nothing that we do is beautiful right mm-hmm. until i mean yes then uh, the 90s and uh, the 80s the 90s 2000s you see you know us in entertainment and hip hop that was the only time where we saw okay this is beautiful but then living in our own world we didn't mm-hmm. feel beautiful because we were we were alone we were really alone and nobody looked like us we, we always aspired to look like anyone else but us but us <laughs> exactly so it it really really <laughs> really broke down the confidence around what we are worth around our self worth and our self talk hmm. until you know in the in the year 2000s and 2010 you know really um the black culture asunto yes. you know Nigerian yes. knowledge the afro beats really, exactly the afro the like works exactly. you know now black is suddenly mother. stunning yes, exactly and it is stunning it is beautiful yeah. you know you see exactly you see Alec Wade you were like wow Grace Jones wow you know wow yeah. Beyonce like these were women that helped us within our generation reclaim the confidence that we are actually beautiful that we actually want to be associated to our race and to our color and to whatever that comes with it because that's another thing you know everything that comes with our culture our food our music right our mentality our values our traditions you know our clothing the, the vibrant clothing right all of that you really have the confidence to wear it today i have the confidence to wear my traditional african wear to work where 10 20 years back I, I oh you couldn't do that you yeah. can't you can't i wouldn't dare do that today i do i wear my kids you know when we go to ghana the african attire uh, mm-hmm. i wear they wear it to school and stuff like that and it's not just that that i know that when they grow up they will still find it beautiful right it's not just baby age but really i go into my office and i wear a suit and that suit is ankara the ankara pattern or i wear kente right and i yeah. go it, and people find it brilliant and and beautiful and and i wear it with confidence and i wear it with pride and i tell them where it comes from and i tell them the importance of it and just wearing my tradition wearing my hair wearing my culture with me every interview i go into every talk that i have every stage that i stand on i come in with the tradition of who i am the confidence that i am and i bring it onto the table because again just as you mentioned representation matters and i do understand yes. i have a privilege with a platform that has been given to me and i use it to the fullest i use it in ways to inspire my generation but also mm-hmm. generations that are there to come today if she can do it and she can wear herself the way she's wearing herself with everything that comes i can do it i can use my voice to empower somebody to do something in a field where we are underrepresented and be it in engineering be it in energy and all be it in music be it in whatever field it is but i can use my voice just by being there and being present i'm making a difference 
Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, confidence, confidence, confidence. <laughs> it is. It, 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 honestly, it, it's it's it is a broad. Um, I don't know if I should say it's a broad topic, but it's 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 a topic that touches the depth of you know anyone's you know yeah. soul because some people will tell you, oh, I'm shy. Oh, I don't have the confidence you know and you know it stops them from getting to where they need to get to that's that, that it that, stops that them from being who they truly need to be that's it that's it you know it, it stops them from reaching the goal that you know that they probably set for themselves that, and they see that. themselves attaining but then they feel oh i don't have the confidence yeah. i can't do it yes so yes. yeah i, yeah, I, I hear see. you one thing i see especially i mean you and me we are rather the bubbly and outspoken type but that I, is right, I, yeah. You know, but I, I, what I've seen is that, again, confidence, whether you are the rather shy type or not outspoken, the introvert, or you the extrovert, there's still a level of confidence that, that both share, that you can bring out. And even if you're an introvert, right, you have to break out of that shyness and build also that confidence. And even as an introvert, if you are not the outspoken one, but within your own sphere and your own level and your own world, you can do something and get out of your shell and get out of your comfort zone to tap into that currency of confidence and mm-hmm. really achieve your dreams and achieve your goals and achieve whatever it is that you need to portray. That is correct. Uh, because I do know someone uh, who you know she's very um she's re- reserved is an understatement when you see this lady mm-hmm. however she is extremely determined mm-hmm. and confident mm-hmm. in, in anything she does and she will tell you why in a very monotonous little tone <laughs> and she stands her ground <laughs> i have so much respect for her yeah. honestly yeah so much respect for her an introvert Yes. She's an introvert, does her thing away, you know, doesn't say much. You would yeah. barely hear her voice. Yeah. But when she opens her mouth to say something in a very gentle tone, you can tell that she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. She means what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And she has, you know, the confidence of the size of an elephant yeah. when yeah. she is talking. So you're right. It, it doesn't, you know, doesn't really doesn't really have to be about you know shyness even and yes people can always break out of, of the shyness mm-hmm. and um yeah and then you know really this back to you know um the black and brown women or black and brown people uh, in the west uh, you know having to you know even walk 10 times harder push themselves out 10 times or 100 times harder to be able to gain the confidence to be able to ask for things that you know tr- truly or rightly you know um uh um that they deserve i don't want to say belongs to them but that they deserve and this takes me to um a a little conversation that i think we should just you know we should talk about um so i'd recently come back from uh south africa cape town from uh an energy conference yeah yeah and uh, this energy conference um, is it's an inaugural one it's the first time the people the organizers did it mm. and uh, this organizers um, 
I think I'm just going to stay away from the name so that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, all the parties left, right and center are going to, you know, come after me and say, oh, <laughs> you were talking about us on your podcast. Oh, we're going to sue you. Mm. So these organizers, they've never done this conference before. Mm-hmm. They do have a sister company that is an event company, okay. to be fair. Yeah. And the sister company is, yeah, it's just because they know, you know, there are one or two people that are involved that cross, you know, um, across both companies. So mm-hmm. without getting, you know, you or our listeners confused. Mm-hmm. So um, I had gone to this event on the back of the fact that uh, I had landed a deal with them for my company, mm-hmm. my employers, on a report, a report that covers the energy the state of energy in Africa, mm. you know, uh, did one for them last year. We've done another one this year, which is for 2022. And usually in Africa, there's a conference that happens in November, October, end of October, early November every year. I've been going for this conference for years now. Yeah. And it's oil related. Okay. Now, this year, the guys that have been doing this oil related event decided to take it to Dubai. Now, let me explain. (laughs) Because this goes back to the confidence. Let me explain. The owner of this oil event sold this event back in 2015 or 2016 or so. Mm -hmm. The last time I went for the event was 2017. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, I'd gone in 2016 and the owner was just handing over, stayed back to just make sure everything goes well. And then, you know, by 2017, it was completely out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the in the new owners are from England, London, maybe even. Um, yeah. So they organized the 2017 one. The 2017 one was was successful. I mm-hmm. mean, it was a different vibe to what we were used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had infused, you know, some technological, you know, advancement into the whole thing, such as, you know, downloading the the program on your on, on an app on your phone and mm-hmm. things like that which wasn't the case before the case before was a proper book that you know you just flip over to see the oh, programs okay. per day because mm-hmm. it's always a week-long event yeah mm-hmm. all this happens in Cape Town okay I'm gonna try to make my story short <laughs> so from 2017 I didn't go in 2018 because this new owners were asking for my arm and leg oh, oh BIM, uh, to speak, you need to pay this. To sponsor Coffee Break, you need to pay this. For each delegate, you need to pay this. And I challenged them. I said, listen, I've been coming for this event for years, representing my company, and we have, you know, sponsored Coffee Breaks. And this is, I pay this amount of money, and that's just for the Coffee Break. And because (laughs) of that, we get to come free of charge, which is really not free. And Mm -hmm. it's just two of us that comes. Plus, we also speak. We mm. should not be paying to speak. We don't no, pay to yeah, speak. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do you understand? It should be so, the other way around. They went back and forth with me. They sent their African representative to me who resides in London. And I said to him, I said, sorry, we're not, it's not going to happen. And he's like, oh, who else can I talk to in your company that is going to make this happen? I said, if you like, go to the CEO. It's going to come back to me. I'm in charge of the continent. So go ahead make it happen go talk to the ceo My God. go talk to someone else they're going to point you right back to me i am telling you because when i bring this in front of my boss he's going to say to me bim but this wasn't what we've been doing okay fine they're new owners but to pay to speak 
we don't do that. And I'm not going to go in front of my boss and then put my hand, my my hands behind my back and say, um, 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 no. no, that's not going to happen. No, you know. So we stopped going not because we don't want to, but it was it just became unbelievably expensive, mm-hmm. right? And um, and then they reached out, of course, for for the uh, 2020. No, nothing happened. No one went anywhere. You know, COVID happened, mm-hmm. and you know you know the world was at a a standstill basically so anyway 2021 now came up and then i think around i don't know if it's may or june or if it's march sometime around early this year they announced that okay we are back and we're going to have the event but we're going to have it in dubai because there's no um because there's COVID cases in south africa south africa is a red country and all of that and most places were red countries early this year yeah but and then they Dubai, were. I mean, Dubai also. And even Dubai, exactly. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Everybody, everybody was. I mean, I went to Dubai this year. Everybody uh-huh. was kind of fleeing the country into Dubai. Uh-huh. So obviously, what is going to happen? The same thing that's happening the here. Same. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, so what happens is they're like, oh, we're going to do it in Dubai and all of that. Now, this South African company that I've, you know, done reports for, uh, you know, my company has done reports for based on me landing the deal. Um, then the the chairman said wait what's happening here an african event in dubai (laughs) now here's the difference there's so many african events that happens in paris in london and all of that we get that but this is that's one major Mm. oil and gas event that happens in the continent and has happened in the continent for years and now the new owners are taking it to dubai okay South Africa, okay, let's let's have a look. Which other country does not have issues with, you know, C19 mm. in, um, you know, in the continent? You know, which other countries have things under control? Yeah. Senegal, yeah. Rwanda, mm-hmm. Botswana even, you know? So I had the conversation with this chairman guy. I said, but if, if I don't think he even thought about all that. I was the one that was like, eh, but there's, there's Rwanda. and choices. There are alternatives that people can literally travel to from all over the world. If you don't travel direct, you travel through other places. Yeah. If you're, if they're going to Cape Town, they always travel through other places anyway, except yeah. maybe, you know, you're going from London or you're going from, I don't know, you know, Ghana or Nigeria, those places you go through Johannesburg and then mm-hmm. change to Cape Town. But there's so many direct flights to Cape Town, essentially is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. So other countries, Rwanda, there's so many direct flights to Rwanda, you know, but anyway, Basically, what the chairman of this company now did, this this guys that yeah. we did a report for said, mm-hmm. okay, we will see how this is going to go. And this guy is one person that confidence is probably his first, middle and last name. <laughs> he does not just take no for an answer, especially if he sees that it is for the benefit of all or if it's for the good of something he's fighting for and that thing has to be right yeah there's no point fighting for what is wrong what is wrong is wrong right mm-hmm. okay so and he's a young guy so what is done he's a lawyer as well he's been able to you know win a lot of cases right mm-hmm. so what he decided to do was you know what africa's story should be told by africans and in, in africa. africa yeah and then he created his own event all he did was to remove wow. the oil from the name and he just put in energy energy wow exactly 
And guess what? Yeah, and guess what? What is it today is the world is about energy now. It's not about oil anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? It's the whole energy mix. It's oil, gas, renewables. When I yeah. when we talk renewables, we're talking about wind, offshore yeah. wind, solar, you know, of grid yeah. solar, hydrogen, you know, uh geothermal. There's so many energy sources. Mm-hmm. Because the world is talking about cleaner sources of energy going That's forward. That's the world is talking about reducing carbon emission, mm-hmm. which is destroying the climate, you know? So there's a lot of conversation around there. So he just removed the oil and just put in the energy. Yeah? That's smart. And then had the conference. It, to be, let me take that. Let, let me dial back a bit. Didn't just have the conference. He started a major campaign. Wow. He was going to every single oil producing country in Africa and talking to all the ministers wow. and even the heads of states or whatever. This is not hearsay. He was taking photos and putting them on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can actually see what wow. he was doing. Absolutely. Do you understand? And every one of these ministers was committing to showing up in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. What's his background again? He said he was a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Yeah. Wow. He's Good. a lawyer. He must he's a lawyer and he's from Cameroon. Wow. He's actually he's actually Cameroonian. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's a lawyer. And he, what it, all this he spoke to and saw so many ministers. Even the OPEC chairman showed up in Cape Town last week. Wow. How the OPEC secretary uh, the OPEC secretary rather um is a Nigerian uh, bankido the OPEC Secretary General, so basically, you know, the, the head and representative of, of, of OPEC. Yeah, he showed up last. How he pulled it off is confidence. He had confidence not just in himself. He had confidence in his team. He had confidence in Africa. He had confidence that an African event that is of this massive scale should remain in the continent. Wow. Wow. So, it, it, and to be fair, I was there. I've been to these other events and they've been doing, again, over the years, it's been great. I'm not. I'm never going to take that away from them. But with what I saw, with what happened last week in Cape Town, mm-hmm. my mind was blown. And I said to myself, if these guys can do it, then I can do anything. Yeah. Because this was done within 16 to 17 weeks. Wow. This level of events take one year to plan. That's these it, guys yeah. did this within 16 to 17 weeks. We're talking about less than five months here talk tenacity and grit and determination and resourcefulness right because exactly it's the whole logistics of it the organization and then the additional complexity and layer of COVID and all the safety restrictions that have to be in place then also talking to those high profile ministers and their representatives and first of all getting Mm -hmm. access to them because Mm -hmm. I mean you don't just take up the phone and then call the minister right you go through Mm -hmm. several gatekeepers absolutely to to several of their representatives in order to even have and they have crazy schedules i mean they they run uh, uh countries or they are part yeah. they are responsible for part of the country so the, yeah absolutely and they, they run the most important part of you know especially the oil producing one because oil is very core and key to them i mean yeah. the, but to be fair the nigerian minister did not show up he went to 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 paris or something um but all the other ones they showed up there were 10 ministers that came 
and then national oil companies representatives for the ministers that could not come that their heads of you know the heads of the NS, nocs that those that were not ministers for the ministries the heads of the nocs they showed up i had wow. dinner with the head of the namibian national oil company wow and, and then, then i be taken, I, taken seriously yeah. like that, that that does he have like was there already a, a, an established network? It, has he already established something around that? Or was this really the first? Because that's a good question. No, that's a good question. He had established serious, a network. Right? Yeah, he had established a network, I think, with a few of them, maybe one or two. Not oh. to the level that had happened now. Mm-hmm. But now he's established a network with all of them. <laughs> that's it. Wow. You know? So he had established, you know, ne- you know, relationship with maybe one or two previously. Again, based on, you know, all what he has been doing basically trying to promote you know the 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 continent you know basically trying to to say we need to we need to bring bring an end to economic death in the continent you know infrastructure is not a whole lot of things are missing when they could be there and basically you know he's he's an advocate of there's no need for handouts yeah africa stop taking handouts because the money, the resource for the handouts literally comes from you. Yeah. So he's that kind of human. But with that said, again, it's it, it's that it, it goes back to confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And so when people and he doesn't do this for himself, he does this for his entire team. I met the team and I just see all of them are just extremely empowered. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and I said to the, the 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 event organizer because obviously there was an event. You know the. The, the the should I say the the, the manager for the event mm-hmm. and I said to him I said have you done anything on the scale before and he said no um, and this guy is actually even from Argentina the, the 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 manager that was put in place to make sure everything runs smoothly and he's he's done yeah he's done events before but to this okay. level mm-hmm. at a very short time mm-hmm. to as you say logistics and everything mm-hmm. so a- again I've said this long story based on the fact that confidence is important because yeah. number one, you have to have confidence in yourself. That's you right. have to know what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. You have to know that it's something that is going to be not just maybe beneficial to yourself, but you know, even to people around you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're one part of a whole. That's and right. it just, you know, it's 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 like a domino effect isn't it mm-hmm. if someone does something right and the next person sees it that person is empowered that person yeah. is you know inspired to mm-hmm. want to emulate learn and you know continue or pick up from where somebody else has done i'm telling you i i was blown away and people tell me oh my god beam you're a trailblazer yourself and i go and eh, not from what i saw last week <laughs> 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 but again, just as you mentioned, like he has created a dent um, in in spaces where people previously thought that would never be possible. But he he, he defied the odds and yeah. created something out of nothing, basically, and yeah. said, yes, it, it is going to be possible. And I think, yeah, again, you have to be crazy. You have to have crazy confidence, but you have to be crazy and naive at the same time um, to build that confidence. Because if you don't and you listen to what other people are saying, you will mm. never ever reach your full potential and you have to also ask yourself the biggest question is your why why are you doing this and if your why is uh valuable enough is strong enough forceful enough you build the confidence in no time to achieve it because you go like i have no there's no plan a no plan b there's just plan a and and i am executing on that 
Yes, there may be alterations to plan plan A in terms of how I'm going to do it, but I'm, I'm executing on plan A. There is no plan B of, okay, then I'm not doing it. No, no, you're just going with that because you have so much confidence within you, within your cap- capabilities and capacities. And then also you give out that energy, right? People yeah. see you, people see yeah. you have that big vision and you're walking down that vision with pride and confidence. And as a leader, I believe that's the biggest trait that you need to get in order to also have a team around you and behind yes. you to follow you in the storm. Yeah. Because I believe that just planning all of this, there were a lot of storms, especially in, in oh, such short amount of time. You can say that again, a lot you of storms. His websites were brought down. Yeah. There were propaganda and all sort yeah. of things against him. Oh yeah, there was I, a lot of storm. So I, I can really imagine that. And I mean, then the confidence. I mean, you saw the things that did happen, but if you sit back with him, ask him what didn't happen, what should have happened that didn't happen, he will give you a whole lot of uh, list of things that mm. did not happen, things that did not fall through. But still, he had a confidence and the self-assuredness in himself, right? Yeah, push through and pull through. Hmm, 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 hmm. Oh, wow. Claudia, we could go on and on, you know. (laughs) With this topic, we could go on and on. It is, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, mm, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's a very important, you know, uh, human, you know, I don't know if I should say human need or human traits that is good to have. You know, Absolutely. to be able to do anything, mm-hmm. you've just that confidence needs to be there. Absolutely. Confidence, self determination, the willpower, you know. It needs to be there oh. because it translates into so many different aspects of your life. It and if it's not there, if you take it out of the equation, it translates into so many aspects of your life that you don't do. Getting yes. out of bed because you don't have the confidence that this day is going to work out for you, right? And mm-hmm. just going through the day without even making plans because you don't have the confidence and the assurance that your plans are going to follow through. Just the simple fact of taking a decision because mm-hmm. you lack confidence that your decision, is, you even have the trust that you're going to follow through on that decision, that one decision that you took, that did that you took. Or that people yeah. are going to follow you. If you don't have confidence, if you don't build it up, either yourself through affirmation, through prayer, through uh, a tribe of people that will build up that confidence with you or for you, mm-hmm. you cannot do nothing. And then even there's nobody who can build confidence for you, just to be clear. You have to accept that there's something within you that you need to work on in order to get those to those goals and the dream life that you want. Hmm. Wow. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope our listeners have learned a whole lot from you today. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Thank you. I personally have learned a lot from this conversation, honestly. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Oh, thank you. I I, I don't want this to end, (laughs) but it just... (laughs) It just has to, you know, and that's part of confidence, the confidence to end in. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> ending a conversation so that another conversation can begin so Absolutely. yes yeah thank you so much Claudia thank you for your time today thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it thank you thank you you're welcome so a big thanks to our listeners as well thank you for your time I hope you've enjoyed uh, our topic of today uh, confidence so, uh, we would like for you to reflect on that we would like for you to you know 
send in your your comments and your thoughts as well and if you have stories to share with us please by all means uh drop that in 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 the comments uh uh section uh, the comment section of any platform where you listen to this uh podcast probably not on the spotify because i i personally haven't seen a comment section on spotify it, there probably is but i don't know but you definitely will find us on our website and on youtube as well and on google podcast but uh in any case thank you so much for listening to us and until next time it's been from blue citron do enjoy the rest of your day Bye-bye.